This week's podcast is sponsored by the book, Glory Lost and Found, How Delta Climbed from Despair to Dominance in the Post-9-11 Era. It's Delta's inspirational turnaround story, written by the editors of Airline Weekly. Lively and informative, just like this podcast. Available in hardcover, paperback, Kindle, and audiobook formats. Hop on Amazon.com and search Delta Book. We're starting this week's show in India, which is an interesting, complex market. On one hand, traffic is growing there tremendously, making it a good place to do business. On the other hand, India's government has arguably warped markets by subsidizing Air India. The country has infrastructure challenges and high taxes. All that makes it a tough place to do business. Caught in the crossroads of these two forces is Jet Airways, who has tried to make the best of things. The airline hasn't made a lot of money, but it has posted 10 consecutive profitable quarters, and we are seeing signs of Jet turning the corner. I'm Jason Cottrell, Vice President of Airline Weekly, and joining me is Seth Kaplan, Managing Partner of Airline Weekly, and a man who has posted 10 consecutive profitable quarters himself. (laughs) That is, if you don't include special items. (laughs) Alongside Jet Airways, we're going to talk about SpiceJet and Indigo, of course. Also, is Cargo bailing out Korean Air and Asiana? And we'll discuss whether Kenya Airways is out of the woods after some severe hardships. Finally, we'll close the show with some of Seth's best guesses for what's going to happen in 2018. I hope you'll stick around for that in what is this year's final episode of the Airline Weekly Lounge. Thanks for joining us. So in Airline Weekly this week, we had a pretty upbeat write-up about Jet Airways. But in its third quarter, the airline only posted a meager 1% operating profit margin, and that was down from the year before. Seth, is this or is this not a recovery story? Well, it is in the sense that, uh, you, you know, you mentioned it in the intro, Jay, Jason, the 10 consecutive profitable quarters. So uh, this is an airline that is no longer sort of in this boom bust cycle of sometimes posting these these ghoulish margins that they uh, that they used to post, um, uh, even though yeah uh, you know one percent uh, down a bit uh, is is nothing indeed to be uh, too excited about, um, but yeah you know it's it, it, it's a market with all kinds of of growth potential and uh, Jet Airways at least seems to be uh, getting its hands on on some of. Uh, that demand. So compared to where it was, you know, when there were uh, questions about its survival, when it was desperately selling a, a quarter of itself to Etihad several years ago, uh, Jet seems to be in much better condition today. So Jet seems to have a new lease on life. What do you attribute that to? Well, you know, I, I mentioned that uh, Etihad stake uh, Etihad buying a quarter, quarter of the airline several years ago. Now. Um, that came with strings attached. Uh, that wasn't just a financial investment. Along with accepting that investment, uh, Jet basically wasn't able to opt- optimize for just being as profitable as it could be. It had to start funneling its traffic uh, through Abu Dhabi, it, its long-haul traffic connecting onto Etihad's network at the expense, to some degree, of its own hubs in a place like Mumbai, especially, uh, as, as well as Delhi. Uh, and uh, you know, in a rough and tumble market like India, I mean, it's hard enough to make money to begin with. 
uh, harder still when you have uh, a hand tied behind your back there, uh, having to sort of serve somebody else, else's interest. So uh, Etihad now has less influence. Uh, Air France KLM, on the other hand, has more influence. It's forming a joint venture with Jet Airways. Uh, and you know, Air France KLM's cousins, uh, Virgin Atlantic and Delta, becoming closer uh, to Jet Airways. Uh, and, and these are airlines that when you look at, you know, when they get involved, uh, in, in these kinds of ways. I mean, look what Delta's done around the world, for example. Uh, that, that's, that's generally a good sign as opposed to what has happened with airlines after after uh, Etihad has has uh, has gotten involved. And so, uh, you know, that as well as anything else uh, certainly matters. Just the fact that uh, Jet is able to run its business uh, for its own good. Has new leadership, by the way, brought over from uh, Delta as well. Um, and uh, so, yeah, along with just booming demand in India, uh, which which jet is capturing its its uh, fair share of um yeah things are are going reasonably well albeit uh, with that caveat that you mentioned we're not talking about sky high uh profits here just just finally consistent numbers uh, in, in the black rather than in the red is jet's relationship with etihad helping or hurting at this point well i think it's helping because it's it's less significant uh you know you, you could basically uh track that correlation that as etihad got more involved uh, you know, Jet Jet seemed to suffer. Now, look, it, it's impossible to prove that it wouldn't have had its issues anyway. The point is, you know, to be clear here, not to not to blame Etihad on uh, blame everything on Etihad. The point is that Jet Airways was already suffering. That's why it needed to accept that uh, that investment by Etihad. So it's it's not as if everything was in great shape and then Etihad, uh, you know, came along and ruined everything. Uh, you know, all we can say is that it um didn't seem to help. Um. So, uh, so yeah, you, you know, the fact that um, it now has partners who, yes, of course, are looking out for their, their own interests. Um, you know, the, the, the Air France KLM's role there is not altruistic, um, but airlines who, uh, you know, who I think understand that, that it's in their own interest for Jet itself to, to, do, uh, to do well, I, I, I think that'll end up um, being a good thing for, for this airline. Um, you, yeah, it, it, a few years ago, it was it was hard to see uh, a light at the end of the tunnel. Now, I think it's easy to envision Jet, um, depending on what happens with some other things within and with and, and not within its control, uh, Air India and so forth. Um, easy to envision Jet finally becoming uh, sort of that that uh, that that premier Indian inter intercontinental airline uh, that it always should have been, uh, but but never quite achieved. Will Jet buy or merge with Air India? Uh, look, there's some reports in India me in Indian media that that, that uh, suggest it might. Um, and uh, it, it's it's always a question of you know at what price and 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 of course like with any transaction the risk versus reward. This is one with all kinds of risk, but also all kinds of reward. Um, you know, the, the, whoever would do that if somebody actually ended up buying or merging with the airline air india as opposed to just assets would need assurance that uh you know that 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 it would have some degree of, of commercial freedom you know some ability to uh you know perhaps 
you know, bring the size of the workforce in line of, of what the airline is uh, with what the airline's producing, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, huge opportunity there. I mean, arguably, when you think of the strategic challenges for Jet Airways, for all Indian airlines, but especially Jet Airways because it competes intercontinentally, um, you know, you've got this giant competitor that's been propped up all these years by the government. Um, and if, if you know, no longer had that, um, you know, what from jet jets perspective is irrational, uh, competition, uh, obviously there, there's, there's uh, a ton of, uh, a ton of opportunity there. Let's talk about Indigo. This is clearly an airline not in recovery mode quite simply because it has nothing to recover from. Indigo continues to flourish. In Q3, it posted a 12% operating profit margin. Yeah. And and in fact, in its case, that just so happens this quarter to be way up from a year earlier, up 10 points from 2%. Uh, but, but it was that quarter a year ago that in Indigo's case was kind of the, uh, uh, the exception. It had sort of botched its revenue management and, you know, it was matching low fares of other airlines in a haphazard way. And uh, anyway, it, it got its hands around that. But yeah, this is an airline that for most of its history uh, has done uh, rather well. It's basically the, the you could say, the Southwest of India, um, a low cost carrier, um, reliable, uh, not a thinly spread network with sort of Lots of airports and infrequent service. Of course, there are airlines that do that and make a lot of money doing that. But, um, but when I say the Southwest model, I'm thinking of Southwest Network, where um, you know, relative to the huge number of aircraft it has, it actually doesn't serve all that many uh, airports. Has these very high frequency schedules, um, and, and that's what Indigo does. Um, it's, uh, uh, getting into some other businesses uh, that you know we'll see how it goes. The you know as as India looks to um, encourage uh, the service of, of smaller markets and those kinds of things, um, so you know ATR turboprops you know maybe not the first thing you would have you would have thought of as an expansion opportunity for this airline. It's going to be getting into that business, uh, but really the big story there you know huge orders from Airbus for you know it's got A three twenty one news coming uh, next year that sort of thing and. Um, uh, and all kinds of opportunity. Um, and, uh, and and by the way, you know, uh, this year was um, it was not as good as it could have been uh, because of some engine issues with its uh, with its A three twenty Neos. It like some other airlines around the world had had uh, you know couldn't keep those in the air as much as it wanted to. Um, it has the, the Pratt and Win- Pratt and Whitney gear turbofan engine. So uh, so even those rather good margins this year are actually. Uh, depressed, you know, to some degree uh, by that. So yeah, a lot, lot to be optimistic about when we talk about Indigo. And let's talk about one more Indian carrier. This one just had its best Q3 ever. SpiceJet posted a five percent operating profit margin. Yeah, and that might not sound great, but this is an airline. When you talked about, you know, whether an airline's in recovery mode or not, uh, this is an airline that was uh, that was on its deathbed um, and is is now uh, very much alive, very much a force. Uh, in uh, uh, aviation, there uh, it, by the way, like Indigo, is getting into the the turboprop game, uh, you know, incentivized by the government very clearly to do that. Um, ordered a uh, the, the, the whole bunch of Q four hundreds to do that. Going to configure them with ninety seats. That's all. That's all. The very high density configuration for those turboprops. Um, in its case, it has a mega order not for uh, not for Airbus narrow bodies, but for Boeing's. Um, it's got uh, Maxes coming uh, starting next year, um, and it's 
thinking about getting into the long haul game actually has uh, options on some uh, some dreamliners uh so yeah an airline uh, no, not as successful as indigo uh but but very much back on its feet and then capturing its share of of the traffic boom demand boom in india my next question is an in-depth technical one so bear with me what the hell is spice style spice style is uh Spice Jet uh, foray into fashion. It's uh, yeah, you can go on its website and find uh, clothing and accessories and uh, so forth. An online uh, travel store. Um, so uh, I guess the best we could say about that is that can't think of an airline uh, seeing its profits driven by something like that. But uh, you know, nor can I think of an airline uh, going out of business because of it. So. so uh, Probably not too significant to its fortunes one way or another. Whatever happens with SpiceJet probably isn't going to uh, depend on the success of Spice Style. Spice Style. I have an Airline 101 question. Airline 101 questions are where we talk about the basics of the industry. This term appeared in Airline Weekly amid the discussion about jet airways. What is a metal-neutral joint venture? Okay, so when we talk about joint ventures, they typically are... Uh, metal neutral, and so some we're saying metal, M-E-T-A-L, metal. Um, uh, when we talk about one airline's metal or the others, um, we that's just uh, jargon for the the, the aircraft. Yeah, it's made of metal, right? Um, and, and so, uh, so in the industry, for people who aren't familiar with that term, when you hear whose metal is it? You know, is it? Uh, if you think of other joint ventures, you know, oh, is it Air France's metal or is it Delta's metal flying a certain route? It means whose aircraft is actually flying it. Uh, even though because it's joint venture, it doesn't really matter who's flying it, right? So, uh, so I, I, I assume if you're saying that in the context of uh, of, of, of of uh, Jet Airways, it was probably about the new joint venture with Air France KLM. Uh, they're going to have this metal neutral tra- joint venture, and the idea is, uh, you know, doesn't matter who's operating a particular route, uh, add it all up and and uh, share the uh, uh, share the revenues, or in some cases, share the profits if it's if it's actually a, a revenue and and cost sharing joint venture. Um, but but all these joint ventures, at least, uh, uh, are revenue sharing joint ventures uh, where. You don't care which airline is uh, is operating a particular uh, route or a particular flight. Speaking of joint ventures, Korean Airlines is putting into place a big one that will greatly shape its 2018. Well, actually, let me ask you, Seth, will it shape Korean's 2018? Yeah, I mean, it's not the only thing that that, that matters uh, to that airline, but it's a big deal. Uh, you know, finally getting together with Delta uh, after all these years. Um, you know, they they. Basically, had had the, uh, the the approval to do it many years ago uh, from an antitrust uh, uh, perspective, but they never did it. Uh, Delta wanted to do it for a really long time. Korean was was hesitant, uh, but I mentioned it a few minutes ago. I mean, it it uh, um, you know maybe one of these won't work <laughs> one day. Uh, these joint ventures uh, at, at Delta, really dating back, uh, you know, to Northwest's first. Uh, joint venture with KLM uh, in the early '90s. It, 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 Brett Snyder of Cranky Flyer did a good piece this week uh, about that, about the history of of, uh, of of Delta doing these things. But um, but yeah, it's it's uh, uh, so far they've 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 pretty much all worked. Uh, not only for Delta, but they've been very good for uh, for for the partners. And and so uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm optimistic. It, it it has long made sense. Uh, it 
it makes sense and and i think uh uh you know koreans only regret probably will will be not having done this sooner Looking at Korean's Q3 numbers, it seems to be embarking on this next chapter at least as a healthy airline, but it is one that is uh, has its share of challenges. Would it be safe to say that Korean's third quarter was bailed out by cargo revenues? Yeah, well, I mean, they surged uh, to North America. They were up 23%, uh, for example. So, you know, for, for a long time, we for a few years, really, we talked about the cargo slump weighing down on these airlines that, um, that, that you know, just have a big percentage of their revenues exposed to cargo. Uh, so now is the flip side. Um, it's it's uh, um, yeah, it's it's uh, um, helping to drive their profits uh, certainly uh, amid some other challenges. Uh, you had the diplomatic spat with uh, you know with China, um, and so uh, so yeah, it's it's um, they're they're glad to have that back. Uh, more important for them than it is for most other airlines because, you know, for Korean carriers, like for Taiwanese carriers, uh, for, you know, some South American carriers, uh, it, yeah, cargo, a, a very big percentage of, of, the, uh, of the pie for Korean. And a lot of what benefited and hindered Korean Air also benefited and hindered Asiana. What do you make of Asiana's 7% operating profit margin last quarter? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's still underwhelming. Um, and in fact, that was, uh, that was down from, uh, from 10% a year earlier, which by the way, I, I should say Korean also, um, that 11% that you mentioned, that was down from 15%. Uh, so, so, you know, uh, both of these airlines actually saw their, their margins decline. Uh, and so the, the cargo recovery was very important, um, in terms of, um, uh, in terms of the recovery, um, uh, or in terms of, keeping things from from being worse i should say um so yeah no it's it's an airline that uh, they, they tend to move in tandem generally when you look at the past few years past several years uh you know korean tends to be more profitable um but they tend to go up and down um in in tandem so you know no surprise that uh asiana would move in the same direction but be slightly uh below korean asiana will be a little bit isolated here um in the sense that if you think about the Japanese and the Korean carriers, uh, you know both of the major uh, Japanese carriers have big joint ventures with with American counterparts, on the pond with United, JAL with uh, with American Airlines, uh, and now you have Korean getting together with Delta, um, and there's unlikely to be something like that for Asiana because it, it, you know, because all three U.S. carriers are are taken at this point, um, so uh, so let's see if Korean can kind of widen the gap with Asiana, which would be uh, a concern for it. Uh, although you know it, it's it's a, a perfectly sustainable airline, just not one uh, uh, putting up sky high profit margins. Jumping over to Africa, I was very pleased to read in Airline Weekly that things are getting better at Kenya Airways. In the six months that ended in September, Kenya posted a 3% positive operating profit margin. Give us some perspective on that. So th- that wasn't a, a huge increase over uh, the, the same period a year earlier. It was up from 2%. Um, but, th- but things are a lot better uh, at this airline. Um, you know, it was facing an existential crisis. Uh, now you look at it, you know, its debt load is down by 36% if you look at its, uh, at its balance sheet. Um, it's, uh, you know, it right-sized its fleet, it cuts some markets that it 
seem to conclude we're just we're just hopeless. Uh, Hong Kong and Hanoi were, were two where it was flying. It's not flying anymore. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, I mean, the, the government stepped in and and uh, and and rescued the airline. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, things are a lot more hopeful there. Um, and it's funny when we were putting together the, uh, uh, the, the, the stock price pages in airline weekly, we have these two pages for, for people who don't read, uh, the newsletter, um, that show the, uh, the share price movements, uh, compared to a week earlier and a year earlier. Um, you know, I, I thought it was a, mistake i had to look twice to make sure we didn't make a mistake with uh with uh korean air because it um over the course of a couple of weeks after relisting on onto the uh nairobi stock exchange just absolutely surged and i think at this point is is up uh uh well it's nearly tripled compared to uh where it was it the, the just just a few weeks back uh and the best performer uh, in the world over that period. So uh, a lot more optimism uh, for this airline. I mean, you know, there are always risks. Um, uh, the, the political situation there is and, and remains uh, volatile. So that, that, that matters. Um, but an airline with a lot of opportunity, kind of the, uh, the uh, positioned anyway to be the major rival in, in uh, East Africa to Ethiopian in terms of uh, capturing a lot of uh, key connecting traffic flows. It's, it's, it's got the geography for it. You mentioned Korean Air there when you, uh, I think you meant Kenya Airways. Well, I know you meant Kenya Airways. Oh, sorry. I'm, sure, I'm sure our listeners understood, but next time I will not put Kenya Airways next to Korean Air <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the order of things. Uh, let's see. I want to take uh, this moment to plug next week's cover story, which is Airline Weekly's final issue of the year. And in that story, we traditionally list the most important trends in the current year and what trends to watch for in 2018. Try to catch that story if you can. You won't regret it. I also thought we'd try something similar but different here in the lounge. I'm going to ask you, Seth, to make some impossible predictions and give us your best guess. You're free to add as many disclaimers as you wish because... Well, I'm sure Vegas and Wall Street are probably listening. Here it goes. What airline do you predict will post the biggest profit margin in 2018? Hmm. Well, I, I I guess I would still say Ryanair. Um, it, it's probably a, a closer call, maybe, with a lot of what's going on there uh, than it's been. But right now, you look back at like at the past 12 months, for example, and Ryanair has the uh, it, it's 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 tops in the world, and uh, and by a significant margin by by several points uh so we'll see what happens here with uh you know with its pilots uh some of them threatening to strike you know a lot of agitating to be able to to uh bargain collectively uh and not just base by base um let's watch that uh could eat into its margins but um you know if, if it was a little bit closer i would maybe feel uh, less confident saying that but with a with a big lead over anybody else uh, including other very successful airlines i i've got to say ryanair until uh until proven otherwise which airline do you think will grow profits the most hmm, i would say turkish airlines uh if not perhaps pegasus the other major airline there, the uh the big low cost uh carrier short haul uh yeah and that's just based on you look back here at the past quarter or two they have grown their margins the uh the most um and uh that kind of started oh part way into the year so if you just sort of let that trend play itself out uh then wouldn't be surprised to see them uh among the biggest gainers in 2018 if not perhaps the biggest i said turkish first just because it's uh, the last quarter its margins grew uh more than uh than anybody else's in the world 
which airline will shrink profits the most next year? Hmm. That's a more interesting question because, uh, you know, the answer isn't necessarily an airline in in uh, in awful shape. Um, now it now it might be. Um, so if I look at airlines who again, if you just go back to last quarter, um, airlines whose profits declined a lot. Yeah, Norwegian is on that list, um, and and it could end up being the answer. Uh, but you know, Allegiant is also right near the top of its list. I mean, it's it's uh, margins shrank by double digits uh, in that quarter. Now it's it's still fine, of course, because it started from such a high place. Um, but uh, but it's up there. You know, Alaska, uh, very successful airline, but an airline whose margins have compressed a lot. Um, uh, you know, Hainan Airlines, one that uh, you know, it's its parent company H and A, of course, facing all kinds of. Uh, all kinds of challenges, but um, but yeah. So so when you look at the the declining margins, uh, it's really that mix of airlines who are uh, who are in trouble, and then others who, who started from a very high place but have fallen a lot. Spirit, by the way, another one whose uh, uh, profit margins have have dropped uh, considerably. So yeah, that'll be an interesting one to see whose uh, profits decline the most. It'll be somebody in bad shape or somebody uh, who is simply in much less good shape. Which airline will lead all others in revenue in 2018? Probably American. Uh, you know, it, it is the biggest airline by that measure. Um, and uh, Delta's number two, but uh, if you just kind of look at it, yeah, American too far ahead that even if Delta closes that gap a little bit, um, hard to imagine American uh, sliding to second place. Uh, to, to be clear, Delta's the more profitable airline um but american has uh has more revenue what's your u.s market outlook will airline profits be better worse or the same with a lot of things in the industry it's you know the answer is often i don't mean this as a cop-out but you told me what's gonna happen with fuel prices uh and i'll tell you everything else i could also say you told me it's gonna happen with the u.s economy and i'll tell you everything else right those uh both of those things will, will, will matter a lot um, but if you you know if you just look at uh, IATA put out a, a its updated forecast recently, uh, and for North America, so primarily uh, uh, the U.S. but 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 not only, um, they see 2018 uh, slightly worse. Uh, than 2017, uh, which would basically continue a trend here that we've seen in 2017 of uh, airlines being well off their uh, their heights uh, that they had experienced back a couple of years ago. Um, you know, the the fourth quarter is probably not going to be all that good uh, for 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 some of the U.S. carriers. And so, yeah, between sort of what we've seen here, that trend, and then the Zayata forecast, I wouldn't be surprised to see profits um, continue to slip. Uh, just a bit, uh, although uh, you know, by most other standards, whether by global standards right now or by historical standards in uh, uh, in the U.S., they are, they're, they're of course doing very well. And what's your European market outlook? Better, worse, or the same? Well, there too. If you sort of just look at what's been happening here, and then uh, look at uh, uh, look at the IATA forecast as well, you'd have to save anything perhaps a bit better. Uh, these are airlines that are doing as well in some cases um, uh, as they've as they've done in a long time. And by the way, when you ask me about who's you know who will grow their margins the most and trick, uh, you know, not nearly 
as dramatic as Turkish, um, uh, you know, whose margins grew out of 20 points or something last quarter. Uh, but, you know, there are European airlines uh, that, that are in impressive positions on that list. You know, Finnair was up like uh, eight points or something like that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, IATA, when they break it down uh, region by region, they see a, uh, a, uh, a slight uptick in margins, they think, for, uh, for 2018, which would indeed continue uh, th- this trend that we've seen here. What do you think will be the biggest story next year? You know, I'll, I'll do that, the same cop out again. I'll say fuel prices. Uh, and if I, if I get to sort of do a 1A, I'll say uh, the global economy, including China. You know, there's just the, uh, the, the, those, those big picture issues, fuel, of course, on the cost side, economy on the revenue side um that that drives so much uh, of what happens in the industry so you know if you think back to to times when you've had those big swings in in those areas uh you know oh it's now it goes back about a decade right you had the fuel spike and then the global financial crisis uh you know there were airlines that navigated those situations rather well but but you know those were the driving forces um and uh wouldn't be at all surprised to see them again be so in in 2018. Okay, last one. What story are you the most curious to see play out in 2018? I'll go a little more micro uh, with with this. I'm going to say WestJet uh, in Canada. They're just doing so many different things. Um, you know, it's an airline that you know historically been very successful with sort of a very simple again you can call it the southwest model um and now they're doing so many different things you know flying turboprops in small markets uh uh flying soon dreamliners in long-haul markets starting an ultra low-cost carrier i mean uh, taking on all kinds of complexity um certainly can't accuse them of not addressing their challenges the question is whether uh you know the cure will be worse than the disease uh, or whether in fact some of these things which are tough to do uh can in fact be pulled off by by an airline with with that's had a rather good uh, track record in general. So uh, yeah, I, I think a, 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 that's as interesting of a question as any in the world is is whether WestJet will uh, will uh, you know manage to to solve its challenges or or just uh, create new ones through uh, everything new that it's doing. And we'll end the show and this year with WestJet. Thanks so much, Seth. It's been a pleasure doing the show with you in 2017. Have a great holiday season, everybody. Hope to see you in January back here in the Airline Weekly Lounge. This podcast has been sponsored by the book Glory Lost and Found, how Delta climbed from despair to dominance in the post-9-11 era. 